episode 91 of Inside the Cage. Scott and Mark with you as ever. How are you, big man? Good, mate. Plodding on, as usual. Yeah, good weekend. Aye, quiet, mate. Didn't do very much. Um, you can't really do fuck all anyway, can you? No, but it's that time of year as well, mate. My job's really stressful this time of year, so it's nice to just kind of chill out and relax and put feet up and not do very much. So, yeah, it was good. Quiet, so it's fine. Just ah, the tra- same. Yeah, it was good. Just like we didn't really leave the house much. I think we went out for a day on a Sunday. That was that man. It was class. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we went. We went to Tesco's on was that Saturday? Sunday. That's as exciting as it gets, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's exciting as it gets, but that's fine because it just got something less to worry about and something less to get done. So that's all it was, man. Just getting through the weekend and just trying to try to relax, mate. Because the work's as I say the work's so stressful, mate. You need you need chill, man, because it's just, it gets on top of you. By the end of this week, I'm going to be an absolute zombie, man, but hey, well, it's all good. Well, I was going to say it'd be worth it, but it'll be worth it for the company. No, it'll not be worth it for me, kid, man. I don't get any fucking thanks for it, but hey, well. <laughs> you never do. Exactly. Right. Yeah, let's get straight into this. Um, obviously, on tonight's show, guys, we'll obviously cover UFC 256. Um... We'll have a little look at Bellator. Well, I say we. One of us will, because one of us didn't watch it, because one of us is a twat. Um, the three cage. That's not me, by the way, just to put that out there. Ah, shop. Sure. Knew you were going to be that. Knew you were going to be that guy, and just let them, you know, let them know it was me. Just grassing you. Um, three cage warrior scouts from the weekend. Well, say weekends from last week, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, again, hard with this one because we've not seen every single part of it. But between us both, we've probably seen enough of it to chat about it. So we'll. We'll go from there, and then obviously look forward to this weekend UFC. Um, Thompson versus Neil, and obviously Mark will give us his weekly news roundup. So, obviously, the first things first. We can't no talk about UFC two five six. The only problem is, mate, where to start with this. But there is one thing I want to say first, right? I watched this on Sunday morning, right, and. I was watching it, the missus was on the couch next to me, right? And I absolutely fucking loved this, mate. I'm not going to lie. I thought this was amazing. This totally... If ever I needed something to reestate my love for this sport, it was this card. I smiled the whole way through this, mate. The knockouts were class. Like, the, the savage, like, making me, like, wince. Like, start, like one-punch knockouts and all that stuff. And watching a guy, honestly, mate, like, falling backwards. All that stuff, it just makes you... It's really, really sad and sadistic to know it makes you smile. But it, honestly, if I ever, if I ever doubt my love for a sport, ever doubt the podcast, just make sure you always remind me to go watch two, five, six because I will never, ever tire of watching every single minute of that, mate. This was, this was epic. That's what I suppose. This was yeah, utterly was, outstanding. I was the same as you. I watched Sunday morning up at seven o'clock with a wee man to wee man on the stairs, stuck a telly on, stuck a UFC on, and I just for about seven o'clock to half past ten. I was in awe as such. It was just absolutely class from start to finish. Sat and watched all the fights constantly. Couldn't they watch any move? Usually skip through bits of pieces here and there. Never done any of that. Didn't they want to do any of that? I was scared of missing something. Yep. It was class performances, class knockouts, unbelievable fights. As you say, it was just absolutely sensational from start to finish. And we literally could talk about every single fight. We'll try. Yeah. We probably but, will. We'll probably but, will in the end, but we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do it quietly because there's hurdles to talk about. So, 
I mean, I guess we've got to start with the headliner. I know that there's loads, there's loads of stuff on this. I'm not sure which fight was my favourite. I'm not sure which performance was my favourite. It was all so good that it's hard to narrow down one. So like we could literally start anywhere in this card. You could just fucking point at the screen and go right start there, and we'd be able to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? But I suppose we have to talk about Defig, as they're calling him, <laughs> versus Brandon Moreno. I was trying to come up for that name for him as well, but I don't think that's the fucking answer. No, but it works though. It works for now. Um, Defig, I'm not really sure on that. Um, I think we should just call him Davy, to be honest. I think Davy um, works, but Davy works in Scotland. <laughs> ah, he doesn't work anywhere else. Yeah, I know Davy, me Dave. Um. Mate, this I texted you yesterday, right? And I know you kind of reined me in a wee bit and said, blah, blah, this, blah, 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 JJ, this, Wei Zhang, this. I'm sorry, mate. I honestly, genuinely don't believe I've seen a better MMA fight, mate. This was utterly, utterly outstanding. And you know what? This this fight almost kind of pissed me off as well at the same time because this is the fight we should have had three weeks ago. And it's exactly what I said. I called it at the time. I called it beforehand. I said, Alex Perez, no offence to him, should not have been fighting Davey. It should have been Brandon Moreno. And that, on Saturday, just proved I was right all along. Because, mate, these two guys were almost destined to fight each other. You know how the other week we talked about kryptonite of fighters like Jojo, uh, JJ and um, Rose? Good fights, but Rose always had JJ's number. Not so much kryptonite in this sense, but these guys were just made to fight together, mate. They just just fit together. I have genuinely believed they could fight ten times, and you could honestly probably have ten draws. No, No joke. It was absolutely class, mate. The, the two of them, as you say, they just fitted perfectly. Figueroa's style are coming forward. Moreno kind of want to counter at times. It was just unbelievable. Even Moreno wanted to go for the takedowns, but the Figueroa's coming up with the jiu-jitsu trying to fucking date back. It was just, they're all about the floor, they punch fuck each other in the face, what is stupid. It was just, it was mental. It was unbelievable. It was the best male fight of the year, without doubt. Without fucking doubt. Easily, mate. It, it, the speed these guys were about to go and the rate that they can throw punches and kicks and the damage a two of them could take was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, now, you said that we should have this fight three weeks ago. I'm glad we didn't. Why? Because I think if we had this fight three weeks ago, I think Figueroa would have won easily. Why? Because well, a full camp. Yeah, well, what? what? He had a full camp. He had a full camp. And, and he also wasn't he also wasn't well on Friday night apparently he was in the hospital the night before the fight so I still think I think Moreno was sensational get me wrong absolutely brilliant I don't think there'll be a closer challenger within that division um, there's a couple of decent guys coming through but this could be a two or three fight series without doubt obviously we're going to get a rematch that's that's not a question we're going to get a rematch can't wait to watch a rematch but that maybe is a great decision as well that we will get a rematch whereas before if it was three or four weeks ago we might not get the rematch. Mm. And we're going to get two amazing fights with it. Is there a maybe probably, possibly, with one fight with Figueredo done what Figueredo does? I don't know, mate, because like three weeks isn't a long time. Plus, the the fight was booked pretty quickly. So, like, all these people saying, like, that's another thing that annoyed me on Saturday night. See these people saying, oh, Figueredo had to cut the weight again. Figueredo had to go back, you know, do all these things. Like, hold on. Brandon Moreno fought on the same card as Figueredo three weeks ago, by the way. So, I think it's that- more. I think it's more what Figueredo is. Let's be honest, Figueredo probably is 15, 20 pounds more than Monero walks right. about. Yeah. So even after that fight, even if they made the fight straight afterwards, there's just going to be a natural case of getting back into that rhythm of you can't eat, you can't eat three weeks of three, four weeks of kind of just weight cutting food because it'd fucking kill them. So there's mm. got to be maybe that first week of rehydrating your body properly, getting all the right proteins, all the right fluids back into your body. 
and then he's got to then start that weight cut again. And as I said, yeah. because I know Moreno cuts up, probably cuts a decent bit of weight as well, but I don't think it would be as much as Figueredo, and I think that's where the difference is. Because we know Figueredo, he doesn't struggle to make one two five, but he's fucking huge at one two five. Yeah. He's a massive... Look at Wednesday's bank stuff. Oh, man, he's fucking massive for that weight, really. And I think that's the difference. I think Moreno doesn't have to drop as much. Yeah, I agree 100%. He's obviously got to drop that weight as well. But maybe he's got to drop 15, 20 pounds, whereas maybe Figueredo's got to drop 30, 35 pounds. I think that's where people are coming from that angle from. Yeah, it was more just the fact that they made, they made it seem like it was such a big thing yeah. for him. But it was... A big thing for the tour, mate. They were both in the same situation. Granted, Figueiredo probably has to drop a little bit more weight than Moreno, but they were both still in the same situation. But um, not sure if I agree with like out on a full fight camp because he was on a full fight camp anyway. The only thing would have been the weight cut. But then obviously, I do agree with the part that he's been in a hospital, so that definitely affects it. It would have been how affected was he by it? Like genuinely, how affected was he by it? His engine looked okay. Looked like he never stopped at all. Like I mean, could that be a could that just be a kind of kind of champion resolve getting him through? Um, the adrenaline pushing him through. You're looking at the end. See, so as if the announcement was made that he kept his belt, he literally looked as though he just he broke down, right? But at the same time, I think he broke down in energy and adrenaline and everything just kind of drained right out of him. Even when he's doing his interview, he's not the most. Obviously, he doesn't speak English. So he's not exactly charismatic to the, the, the English-speaking viewers because you don't understand what he's saying. All you're hearing is coming out of the, the translator's mouth. But even then, he's not like some of these Brazilians who come out and speak a hundred mile an hour. You don't understand a word about it, but you're pumped for him because he's fucking gone mental. He's right. not like that. But even then, he looked even lower than that. He was even... He just looked drained at the end of it. And obviously, I think definitely affected him. 100% whatever happened on Friday night, being in the hospital at 2 o'clock in the morning has going to affect you no matter who you are. It was, it was mental, mate. It was, it was just class, mate. Like, best flyweight fight ever, ever. Um, you happy with the result then? Oh, you were a bit... I feel like you spoke to yesterday. Well, I'm pissed off about the point. I'm sorry, right? I don't care what I've read of you saying it was bad. I fully understand that it was bad, right? But shit happens, man. He was trying to dig the toe in the belly. He missed. Fucking shit happens. It's part of the. It's part of the game, mate. We've talked about it before. A couple few months back, I'm sure. A, uh, um, a fighter got taken a point after one warning, and it was clearly accidental. And I was raging about it. And you said, "Well, that's just the way it is." He's had a warning. This was even worse, mate. He didn't get a warning. Now I get that it was bad, mate. He dug his toe right in there, but shit happens, mate. It's part of the fight game. I think taking I, a point off is a disgrace. I, say, I think it's just the ferocity with. I think the damage that Moreno went down with, Moreno made, I must say Moreno made it look worse than it was, no doubt initially it was fucking agony. But you look at Herzog, and Herzog's obviously seen this, he went, fucking hell man, I think he's got to be heavily compromised here. And that's why the rules in the sport, that's why the rules, if a foul occurs, and they're heavily compromised, and take a point, which I think, Moreno he was, he did look initially, but he as the fight went on, he wasn't. I bet he could have waited. He, he didn't. He could have waited till Moreno was up and ready to go before he took the point. It seemed quick, mate. But you don't know. You don't like. Let's be honest. See if he could take the point at the end of the fight. That'd have been an ideal situation. If Moreno could have gotten back up with thought, Herzog goes at the end of the round. I'm going to take a point off for that thingy because I felt Moreno was compromised through the fight. That'd maybe been the better way to do it. But you can't do that because you might have found Moreno came out in the fourth and fifth and was really struggling, struggling to breathe. He couldn't move about. You, 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 you've been booted in the boys yourself, no doubt, at some point. You know how fucking sore it is. 
not quite like that, but no, obviously. I know, mate. I just I do understand, right? And I understand the argument. I really do, but I just think it's harsh after one. It, I just don't know, man. It 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 took this away from being a unanimous decision. And for me, Figueredo, I actually thought Moreno won the fight. To be honest, so I'm not really annoyed the fact that Figueredo didn't win. I'm actually probably more annoyed that Brandon Moreno didn't win because I thought Brand- I had Brandon Moreno three rounds, mate. I did. I, I, I don't know why. I'm not a massive Moreno fan. I'm not a massive Davey fan either. But I just I had Moreno. So the fact that this was a split decision the other way and then was robbed for him by getting a point taken, which is I I, I get it, mate. I really do. And you know the MMA community will probably say you know it's fair it is what it is but i've seen worse i've seen worse low blows mate i have and they get away with it i've seen guys do it twice the same kick the same move on the same guy nothing happens i mean and then this guy that's doesn't just the referee's interpretation of the rules yeah. that's the thing it's like and it's nothing against i mean it's i'm not saying jason herzog should be removed for it because i've certainly seen a hell of a lot worse referee in this year and i actually think jason herzog's a very very good referee I think he's brilliant, but this um, so for me, mate, he got that wrong. I'm sorry. Nah, I, I wasn't the first by it because I was actually, actually, in the end, to be honest, I was quite happy about it because if Figueredo would have won a 48 47 unanimous decision, we might not get a rematch. So I was delighted to take the fucking. I was actually thinking, granted, they made a decision, big Bruce is starting there, ready to go. I was like, I hope it's a draw because I want to see this again. Mm. And I had, I had a draw myself with a point taken off, I had a draw. I'd I'd Figueredo winning the fight 3-2-8-48-47 so I was quite happy it was close mate like it wasn't an absolute shocker like I'm not absolutely devastated that Figueredo would have won that if I did the point listen either way mate I wouldn't have really cared I scored at Moreno that's fine it was really close so as soon I mean I knew it was going to be a draw like if I knew if, if if the judges had Figueredo winning and it was always going to be a draw, mate. Um, it probably is better that it was a draw because it means we get another go at it the guys get another chance full camp so I say hopefully Figueredo's healthy stuff like that and keeps it going but mate honestly world class we talk about levels and we talk about guys being the top of their game man these guys are like right up here like top of their game like amazing mate. amazing who said the flyweight division need you saving after that huh? I know mate I know never ever never ever in doubt mate never ever in doubt do you know what's actually quite scary though you know we're talking about David Figueredo um, he's actually I'd, I think I'd be terrified to have it banned him as well mate if he stepped up like genuinely I think, well, I think that, was, that was maybe the good thing about this fight as well that if he won this fight and won it comfortably, he may have decided that, well, fuck it. I'm going to step up to Bantamweight. What was left really for him at flyweight? But now Moreno's given him something that he's got to go, fuck, I've got to come back here. And that maybe gives another couple of fighters within the division and uh, maybe six months or so to make a name for himself, become a challenger, and he keeps Figueredo within that division as well, yeah. which is another really good thing. So I think... This fight was incredibly amazing for the flyweight division in so many different ways. Yeah. It proved the class and the unbelievable fighting talent that's within that division. It also gives that division more chance to have two or three fighters coming through to then fight for the title. And straight away, it gives us a fucking Figueredo Moreno to watch again, which I cannot fucking wait for. More only thing would be, there's no doubt in my mind, if either you make this fight, it'll be a co-main event. Hmm. Probably. Because what do they always do with the flyweights? Yeah. Fuck's sake, they put a title fight on a fight night. So No, they, this, this should never... That fight, the second one of that one, should never be a co-main event, ever. Ever, I'll ever. Yeah, it will be. Okay, we'll wait and see. I'll be surprised if it's not. But I'll, yeah, I'll be happily surprised. But, um, aye, unbelievable. What a fight. One of the fight of the years, without fucking doubt, man. It was just fucking class. Right. 
we've wasted far too much time talking about that, mate. So we really need to get him. Every single buy, it was worth it. What about the coming? Another blonde Brazilian fucking absolutely. Yeah, it was class. I'm still struggling in my head to work out how class it was because was this about how bad Tony Ferguson was? I fucking as knew. Mu- I as knew, much as I knew you were going to shite all over this, you absolute big lanky bastard. As much as Oliveira was fucking sensational as well. Yeah. Ferguson yeah. looked fucking finished. And Aye. do you want to tell it out for me? We put our um, post up on Saturday night for our, our predictions, and I looked at a picture on Tony Ferguson and went, that's a 64-year-old man. Yep. He's finished. He's dead. He's gone. That's yeah, just you a still, fucking shadow you, of a man. Yeah, you still picked him. It's Tony Ferguson. You just don't know what you're going to get, do you? Mate, I, I do agree with you to an extent, mate. I really do. Um, I'm not taking anything away from Charles Levy. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to. Absolutely. World, world class, mate. Like, world class. I mean, how that guy... As Joe Rogan made it, oh, that's another thing that pissed me off. Like, Joe Rogan, man, needs to stop doing this. Oh my god, it's sharp at times. Oh man, see that, see that, that scream he does whenever something happens. Like you know, the guy jabs his head and he goes, "Wow!" Like, and I, you get a fright and look at telly, nothing's happening. You're like, right, <laughs> "All right, calm down, mate." You get so excited about. Oh mate, no, but um, he said Charles Oliveira has very slowly every single win he's had, every single submission he's had, all these bits. He's slowly added to his game. Every time he's fought, he gets better and better and better and better and better. And honestly, mate, he's that close to being the perfect the perfect MMA fighter, mate. His stand-up looks class. His kicking looks class. Obviously, we know he can grapple the shit out of anybody. Um, and he ragdolled a legend. Tony Ferguson's a legend, mate. Whatever way you want to look at it. He's probably, probably one of the... He'll probably go down as the greatest fighter never to fight for a title. Or... Win a title, a t- fight for a title. Yeah, exactly. a title fight, obviously, an interim title, but he never actually got a full and a title fight at any point, and it doesn't look yeah. like he's going to get that now, unless something drastically changes within the next year or so. It's a crime, mate, because you think the guy up until he get beat by was it Gaethje? Up until he get beat by Gaethje, had like a twelve fight win streak or something. Something stupid, mate. It was unbelievable. He, he so many in the last couple of years he should have fought for that title without doubt him and Khabib probably would have had maybe a two or three fight fucking Khabib Khabib would have see on that evidence mate Khabib would have smashed him Khabib would have ragdolled him into next week man Tony Ferguson would never have been the same man after after that but there's no way that was Justin Gagey has taken Tony Ferguson's soul I think Mm, and it's gone and it's such a shame um Charles Oliver, Oliver, I can never say that. Oliver. Thank you. He will fight for a title next, or he'll fight for the number one spot for the title, if that makes sense. Yeah, we, still we still don't know what's happening with the title. No, like, we don't, we don't know. know. He's technically Khabib's still the champion. He's refusing to I get reckon, up at the moment. You know how we talked about, obviously, Poirier corners made, and we talked about it should be Gaethje and Versi Chandler, right? I think the reason they waited was to see the outcome of this, because... I think Gaethje will want to fight for the title again, to be honest with you. I think so as well. I think there's no doubt that that will happen. So I reckon, I reckon Mikey Chandler was probably the same. They probably both had the contract through for the fighting each other and they've went, do you know what, that's a good fight, but hold on. If it's no for the belt, maybe they're not as interested and maybe Dana's not put the belt on the line depending on what happened in this fight. Because if Tony Ferguson had beat Charles Oliveira, Tony Ferguson probably wouldn't have been in line for a title shot, right? But for some reason, Charles Oliveira beating Tony Ferguson just puts him in that spot straight away. You know, I don't know why that is. I don't know why it's different. It's maybe because Tony's on a Tony's had that loss to Gaethje, but Oliveira's just chipping away, mate. I, I mean, for me, 
it could be Oliveira versus Gaethje, Oliveira versus Chandler for that belt. Maybe not Chandler because that'll annoy people because he's only just signed with the UFC. But I don't even issue that because Mikey Chandler's like top level. But Oliveira Gaethje mate for the belt is the, the fight to make. I think. I, I I probably agree with you, but you've got a problem there with Pori McGregor fight. That is the issue. Um, well, actually, what, for the belt anyway. Well, it won't be for the belt. What I'm saying is, whoever wins that fight will be a title fight for me. Well, I mean. When, when is that? January? January 20th. It's only four weeks away. Mm. It's fuck all, really, when you think about it. It sounds like it's ages away because it's next year, but it's not. It's only four weeks away. Uh, mate, oh, no, I don't even want to talk about that, mate, because you've, now you've pissed me off because see if McGregor beats Poirier and then McGregor's a title shot, man. I'm never watching the sport ever again. Fuck him. I just don't get it, mate. What Guys, I would do, what I would do if it's a Louisville, let's be honest, all of era took absolutely hardly any damage. Gaethje McGregor, whoever wins that fight, fights Oliveira, and whoever wins the fight faces Gaethje. Well, not Gaethje, he's got to beat Chandler first to do that. Gaethje will be the title. He'll be the, he'll be the man in the octagon fighting for the title. Whoever again, whether that's against McGregor, Poirier, Oliveira. That's I, that's think, I think eventually. I just think Oliveira's. Oliveira's put his name on that, mate. For, for me, Oliveira's on one yeah, half that. I'm, I'm not down with what you're saying, and I'm not doubt that's 99% the right thing to do. You've also got to think about the UFC would do. Yeah. And let's be honest, see if you can get a full crowd in an arena some point in the middle of next year after everybody's been vaccinated. Who's the one man the UFC want to open a, a full arena? Yeah, I know. No, no. Conor McGregor. Yeah, I know, mate. That's that's just the way things go. It's a business after all. That's why sometimes I hate talking to you about this shit, man, because you bring me fucking back down to earth with a bang. I'm getting excited about watching Charles Oliveira and Gaethje fight for a belt, and you've just told me that Conor McGregor's going to win it. I fucking Wait, hate man, it for no, it. I, never, I never said for a second Conor McGregor would win it, because <laughs> what I would also like to see is Oliveira fight Conor McGregor in a semi-final where Paul Oliveira chucks him out again. And I'm sure you would enjoy that. Yeah. Ugh, I would enjoy anybody's but then again if Poirier beats fucking Oliveira this is a dumb conversation to be having because yeah, Poirier fights Gage I, I don't know I don't know I'll be interested to see where it goes man I'll be interested um, but one person that definitely won't be involved in it's obviously going to be Tony Ferguson now, so I'll be interested to see what happens to Tony I don't think he'll get cut I think he could they are again this goes back we spoke about this a while like a legends tour type thing just go and fight people for the sake of fighting people go and fight a Pettis go and fight a Diaz just keep fun fights to make that kind of thing even yeah. if it's moving up to 170 and make some interesting fights up there imagine Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson man. mate that's fucking mental I, I'd love to watch that it's, you know how good that... Ferguson might be at 170 as well mate like he look... that extra wee bit of weight might be a massive yeah. difference for him that kind of thing I mean even once you continue fighting 155 you batter in but he's not going to fight at the same level he was before, so you've got to make them fun fights. And everybody's going to want to watch Tony Ferguson, because even if you can get a half-decent Tony Ferguson back, he's still going to be fun to watch, and people yeah. want to watch it. So um, hopefully Tony will do something like that. I think the UFC Desolation Events and a UFC Legends fucking series type thing. But anyway, anyway. stop giving them ideas. I know. Um, hey, let's get barred through the rest of us. Um Second fight of the night, Mackenzie Dern versus Jandy Yoba. I mean, yeah, it was class. I was so disappointed at times there wasn't enough rolling about the flyer, which you'd probably think was be stupid coming for me. Yeah, very stupid. But when you've got two people of such high level, yeah. you want a wee bit of rolling about at some point. It did now and again, 
but not very often. Do you think that Mackenzie Derns probably thought to herself, I know for a fact I can stand and bang better than Jan Duroga can. I can for a fact, I know that. But our ground games are probably very similar. I know Mackenzie Derns very elite level, mate, but Jan Dejova's pretty elite level for the Raffles. She think maybe they just cancel each other out and it just wouldn't they work? I, what I, I think, I think Derns should a better all-round fighter than Jan Duroga. I think Jan Duroga, as you say, would possibly could live with Dern on the ground, but I think eventually Dern would find a way of getting that finish. Yeah. So maybe she's thought, I'll take the chance, I'll stand in kind of bang and see what happens. And Dern's striking, she's getting better and better every time she fights, to be honest. Yeah. Um. So I think that's kind of what happened there, I think. It, it was always going to be the case, we've said it many times before, you get two wrestlers, two jiu-jitsus, two people that like to go on the ground, which you get, stand and bang, that's what you end up with. So it was a class fight, though. It was one of the best female fights of the year as well, without a doubt. You know, it's funny, right? You look at her record, and it's almost a bit like um, Jandaroba's record. Sorry, it looks like good because it was sixteen and one. It was sixteen and one, right? And then you look at her record, and her first eleven fights were, you know, in Brazil, local fights, stuff like that. You don't know how good they actually are. That's the thing. So it's a bit like Khabib. So since she's become, since she's come to America, she's like five and two, which isn't as good. Oh, it's still good. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, She's still one Invicta title, didn't she? She kind of blew through Invicta and stuff like that and got herself straight in the UFC. And she first lost her first fight against the Sparza, but she won two on the bounce after that. Mm. Um, no doubt she's a good fighter. She's a top 10 fighter, without doubt. And she'll be there, and I think she'll cause problems for people. And um, she'll be it's interesting good. to watch. It's good, good to see Dern grind out a result. Like, uh, you know, it's. It's not something I would have ever said was a, a strength of Mackenzie Dern because she couldn't do it against Rebass. When she couldn't submit Rebass, she struggled to get that decision win. I know she's had decisions, in fact, she's had a couple of decisions earlier in her career, but it was good to see her against a decent opponent grind it out, man, just do enough to get the win, you know? So that was good. Probably shows um, the uh, transition, and her transition, her striking, and she's moving forward, that she's getting better every fight, and she'll get there, she'll start and these decision wins more often when she can't take people down and submit them. Know that there's going to be many of them, to be fair. What about... <laughs> oh, mate. Like, see, I love Kevin Holland. I absolutely fucking love Kevin Holland. He is... See, to be honest, see, right now, he is my fighter of the year. I don't care what anybody else does. He is my fighter of the year. He's taking fights. He's did five fights in seven months and he's fucking sparked every day. He's been sensational. He talks the talk. And he walks the walk. And I just fucking love watching Kevin. See if Kevin Holland's on a card, I'm going to make sure I watch that card. Because yeah. you know you're going to get some sort of entertainment out of it. And what a knockout this was. The actual technique in the knockout, by the way, was unbelievable. Aye, he's, well, he was on his back. Aye, but it was the way he kind of, was his leg, he kind of swung his leg up to then give himself the leverage to then follow through with that right hook. And I think Jackery was a bit like, like what the fuck happened there? And then it was that it was lights out. It was a uh, I don't I don't know. I, I'm probably being harsh here. Do you think that was a bad stoppage? Like in terms of it was late. Like there was a couple of shots there that Yeah, Jack I think it was probably one or two that Jackie didn't need to take. Uh, but at the same time, I don't care because it was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> I came on. Man. Did you see somebody on their knees, literally just eyes rolling, no got a clue what's happening? Uh, it was mental, man. It was brilliant. Um, Kevin Holland is something else. I agree with you, mate. Like he could, he's definitely in the discussion for fight of the fight of the year. Whether he's the actual fight of the year, I don't know. We'll, we obviously will discuss that. We'll have our awards to do. I think this year's so. a very different year because of what's happened with COVID. I think usually you look at a title holder, maybe somebody who's ah. won it two or three times. Figueredo. Figueredo's probably your other contender because he's fought for the title. 
three times he's all right, got draw tonight. Was he won three title fights and drawn one or something this year? Something like that. Something like that. So arguably he's up there as well, but just the way Kevin Holland's maybe taking fights a week notice or a couple of weeks notice and just put himself in there and made a name for himself and came through for kinda not nowhere. He was he was decent. I think he'd won a couple of fights here and there. He'd lost he lost against Brendan Allen, obviously won, lost to Santos kinda earlier on in his UFC career fights, first fight his UFC career. Then he's came through there and five wins this year in seven months is just class, mate. And let's be honest, some of the guys he's beaten in Hernandez, you know how kind of highly rated he was. Joaquin Butler, you've seen some of the knockouts he's had this year. Dan Stewart can fucking put your lights out with a touch. And then he beat Jackery, a bit of a legend. And let's be honest, he tried to choke Jackery out at times. You're trying to choke Jackery out. Like, fair play to him, by the way. Honestly, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I was... I just love him. And then at the end, to go call out Jemayev, it's like, here, bitch, fucking moan, let's go next week. I'd uh, love I, if it made it happen, but it's never going to happen. Cause, well, no, because Jemayev wants to fight at Wilter, doesn't he? But um, he's like, we'll just keep the weight on and come up to fucking middle and we'll have a bit of fun. I'll, I think Kevin Holland's the kind of guy and goes, ah, Jemayev, what weight do you want to fight? If Jemayev turned around and went, oh, 200 pounds, right, so let's go, my man. He wouldn't care, he just wants to fight. He just yeah. loves fighting. Do you he think does, he's man. like, it's it's funny, right? Obviously talking about him and like he's he's had such a good year and stuff like that. Do you think he's genuinely a threat in that division? Do you think he's legit? Do you think he's got a chance? I don't think he'd win a title. I think he's a top ten. I think he could be a top ten. I think he could stay there and he could cause people problems with his length and his range. The fact that he is pretty good off his back and on the ground and stuff like that. I think there's just something missing. I think if he gets a title shout, title fight, it'd be through his mouth. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I think he could talk his way to a title fight by picking up the right fights at the right times to get himself a title shot. But yeah. well or not, he'd be good enough if you take that kind of fight and talk away and you just give him one after an hour through the rankings. Like maybe like Leon Edwards has had to do. He's had to beat yeah. every day basically to try and get him because he doesn't need talk to talk. Right. See if you'd mix Leon Edwards' ability with Kevin Holland. Mm-hmm. The way Kevin Holland trash talks and the way he talks. Leon Edwards would already be the welterweight champion, possibly. Yeah. No, he'd, I fought, he'd have fought Usman already. Well, I don't know if Kevin Holland has got the ability to back up the talk at times to get to that fight, that championship level, if you know what I mean. We've just got to see, I guess. He's just got to fight going forward and see what's happening. Well, without doubt, he'll get a top 10 on next because Jackery was ranked the top 10 before he moved up to light heavyweight and then he got kicked out of the rankings because of that move. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll be back to the top 10. I think they'll somehow shoot him in that top 10 at middleweight. I really do. Right, nice one. Right, I know we need to rattle through this, man. It's getting ridiculous yeah, let's now. let's go. Um, Gani, Junior De Santos, was this an illegal shot? It was tight, mate, but I think as he's went to throw it, he's went to throw it at the ear, and I think the JDS has just turned his head ever so slightly. It's possible. It's caught him in the ear, I think. I think it's just touched his ear, but at the same time, it has caught him in the head, so it's... It's difficult. It's a hard one. I wouldn't say it was an illegal shot. I wouldn't like say that Gary never won the fight. Basically, yeah. I mean, the main part of the elbow hit the back of the head, but as you say, he turned last minute. Um, the one on the ground though, the extra shot was one hundred percent on the back of the fucking head though. By the way, did I see Gary? So Gary go for it. I, I'm sure I seen in this fight Gary need JDS when he was on the ground in the head. I'm sure I'm going to have to watch this back. I remember seeing that. But fuck, say it was an illegal knee. What the fuck? But nothing ever happened, nothing was said. So unless I've made that up, I need to go back and watch this fight because I'm yeah. sure there was a legal knee in the ground at one point. I need to come back to you on that one because I'm sure there was something at some point. Double check yeah, it, man. Double check it because it's worth looking at. Um, what about him? Like, 
I'm not sure about him. Whereas I think he's fucking class. What, Gan? I mean, I think he's absolute fucking class. I think when you look at the fact that he could submit to guys, he could knock people out, he's bouncing on his feet. I I, I think, put it this way, he's a better all-round fighter than Ngannou. I agree. I but I just don't I don't know man. I just don't know. I'm not like wild by him. I don't I don't think he's a wild kind of fighter. I don't no, think I don't mean I don't mean that. I don't mean I'm not wild by him like when Nganu smashed over him. I'm not that kind of wild. I'm just not like I'm not sitting here going, Oh, he's definitely a top five heavyweight in the world. I don't I don't see it, mate. I don't know what it is, I just don't. Um, I, I I think he'll be fight I think he might even fight for a title by the end of next year. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I think he's class. I think he's he's one of these new breeds of heavyweights that are light on their feet, can move quickly, can kind of do it all. There's no many heavyweights like that. GDS is a bit of a throwback. Yeah. Whereas Ganny, I think, I think Ganny made them look stupid at times, to be honest. Yeah, well, GDS is done, mind you. I think that, in fact, that's, that's a point. The last two guys, GDS and, and Jackery, I think that could be the last we see of them in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, JDS fourth loss in a row, mate. That'll be him done. Jackery, you know, probably not far off the scene. Jackery's 41, man. He seems to go everything kind of, you know, going, do you know what? Enough's enough, man. Do you know what I mean? Especially with the cuts coming up in the UFC, there's no doubt that's the case. Um, yeah, exactly. Somebody that possibly saved himself was Cub Swanson, I think. <sighs> this was class, man. He's just. He looked sensitive. I thought he looked really good, to be honest. I'm glad he did. Brilliant. I'm gutted this didn't go the distance, man. This would have been fucking amazing. This would have probably been... This could have been maybe fight of the night if the Figueredo one hadn't been so good, but these two guys were just throwing, man. It was brilliant. It was it was a class fight, man. So good to see Cubs Watson battle that. I didn't think he was going to be able to knock out Pineda because Pineda's a fucking big boy, by the way. He is huge for that weight class. He's massive. Um, but I, the knockout was sensational. It really was in the end. It was absolute class for Cub. Good to see Cubs Watson kind of... I'm not saying back to his best, but he's fucking getting there, especially after that bad knee injury he had. Rolling back the years. Um, Fiziev, I mean, different level. Again, he's he's a new breed of fighter, isn't he? Quick in the toes, nice and sharp, striking's out of this world. I've never seen a left hook so so fast in all my life, mate. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. For a guy that looks that big and bulky, you'd expect him to be slow. But that, that left hook that he, cla- he, cr- he cracked Moicano with me, ah, pfft. I think I could have watched that 40 million times and still never seen it coming, even though yeah. I knew it was coming. Mental. Sensational, man. A bit disappointed in Moicano, I thought. I fancied my I like Moicano, I've always liked Moicano, but there's always been something missing with Moicano, and I still can't work out where it is. Moicano's a grappler, mate. That's what it is. His standards know anywhere near what it should be. Like, that's the thing. He, no, he, I think, I think I, he has knocked people out in the past, I'm sure, so... I know, but... but anyway. One my performance, Tucker, my performance the night, man. My performance tonight. This guy is fucking class, mate. I love Gavin Tucker. We seen him cut. We seen him a couple of months back. Fucking absolutely skilling Justin James, and he was absolutely sensational, man. I think a lot of people did him a disservice here, baby. Everybody was all the talk was about Billy Q, Billy Q this, Billy Q that, Billy Q this, Billy Q this, but all this stuff. And Gavin Tucker just went, "I cool, just you keep fucking talking," and then turned up and smashed fuck it on me. It was honestly Gavin. Oh, mate. Hang as with Gavin Tucker, he has everything. He has everything. He is like a hybrid fighter. He is the kind of one you go right, fucking brilliant in the ground, brilliant striking, can fucking choke you out of it. He can literally do anything. And I, again, he's another one. Ben, not man, Bender next year, but definitely Bender the following year. He will fight for a title because he's fucking sensational, Gavin Tucker. I love him. One of my favourite fighters. 
I don't know what that is, but he's just one of my favourite films. You know what I love about him? You know what I think I absolutely adore about him, right? You always say there's, there's three things to a guy, there's three things to the ultimate fighter, right? Look, fighting style, or if he's a good fighter, and mouth, right? Looks a good fighter, is a good fighter, doesn't say fuck all. Love that shit, man. I absolutely love that. That's the kind of fighter I like. He's very, uh, he's very kind of not nice, but he's very uh, well spoken and just deserved. Does his job doesn't, and gets doesn't, doesn't want to get involved in any of that shit. He looks he's the part. opposite for Kevin Holland. Exactly, exactly. That's my whole point, mate. Like he's literally all about this, the fighting and the technical. Like he, he didn't care. All the talk was about Billy Coon. You never heard anything about Gavin Tucker, and he just went out and done the job, man. And brilliant. Honestly, this guy, as you say, this guy's legit. I like to see how he goes. I'm not going to be so sure as to say title fight, but let's wait and see. Let's give him a higher level of competition and see where he goes. Why not? I, I just, just a wee point. I, I think Gavin Tucker should face Cubs Woodson in the next fight. By the way, why not? I think that's a fight to make. I think that's a good shout. Yeah. Maybe show maybe we'll see how good Davin Tucker really is. Yeah. I feel bad for Sam Hughes here. Well she couldn't see, so I know, but I feel bad because I don't think she was I mean, she wasn't in massive love of it. I think it was definitely very kind of one sided, but I feel kinda gutted for it. Because obviously she can't see that's fine, but do we, I don't even remember seeing anything that happened. Was it an eye poke? I don't actually know, mate, myself to be honest. I can't remember. I, I'm trying to remember the replays, but I don't remember them showing you much. Um Obviously, it, 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 it stopped. I think the coaches basically kind of... I would just quite like to see the coaches waved off at first. Mm. Did you see that? Coaches waved off at first. Then eventually, like, Sam kind of turned and went, no, I want to fight, I want to fight. And then the referee brought a doctor in, and the doctor asked him, she went, no, I can't see. He's like, well, you're not fighting then, basically. That was the end of it. I mean, why? See, if they're going to ask you and you want to fight, don't fucking do no, like, the truth. Why? Like, why? I just don't get that. Um, unless there's... I'd imagine there'll be insurance issues that if you've lie to the doctor then you're not getting your insurance paid out especially in America where healthcare isn't free yeah um, so if she was to then turn around and lie and basically maybe get the eye more damaged on the end of the fight the UFC crews are turn around and go well you lied yeah so why did you we shouldn't have lied so um, well, anyway I, I say Tisha Torres look good mate and you know I as well as last minute replacement it's always going to be a hard one for Andy you know what I mean especially against somebody like that she's brilliant yeah, man. definitely well, Chase Hooper and probably the worst daylight. I think we might actually create an award this year for the worst robbery in MMA this year. There's been a few this year, mate, but that was up there, wasn't it? I'm all for it, man. I know I kind of moan about it sometimes, but I love Chase Hooper. I absolutely love him. He was getting absolutely fucking spanked here. And it was just... It was beautiful. Well, that's, I suppose when you're that good at something, it shows you the difference that can make in a fight at any yeah. point. that You can just turn around and just do that. That's... Yeah. It shows you the levels to the kind of certain parts within MMA, and that's what's so good about MMA. You can you can get battered for thirteen minutes, and then all of a sudden, bang! Here we go, end of the fight. Let's go. But fair play to Chase. He's young boy. He's got a lot to learn, as we could see from this fight. But he's got years ahead of him to learn it. So, yeah. just hope the UFC keep him nice and slow. Don't push him too quickly. he's still young. I mean, he's still a young boy. He's loads of time. Twenty-one. Yeah. Anyway, what a, what a event, man. Absolutely, from start to finish. I, I said yesterday, my car of the year. I can't think off the top of my head anything that could need it. Um, we need to go back through and read some stuff and try and refresh the memory. Keep saying you we should make notes. I'm going to actually buy an MMA diary for next year, by the way, I'm telling you. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to write in your the... Just the cards and then write the four cards in the, the or in the diary for that. Well, maybe not just a monthly diary or whatever, and just write the stuff in and at the end of the year go. Because see, try to remember everything, man. It's brutal. Oh, it's going to be torture. Try to get back this year because I've been out many cards as well. So I know, I know. 
Right, um, moving swiftly on. Um, yes, okay. let's go. Mark dropped me right in it earlier on when I said to you that one of us hadn't seen Bellator. I was going to try and bluff it and kid on it was him, but I've not seen any of this. So, Marky boy, it's over to you. Um, what would you like to talk about? I presume you haven't watched at all. Um, no, I've seen bits. Um, Vasquez McFarlane was the main fight I liked to watch because obviously it was a title fight. Um, mm. Vlaskis was good, but she wasn't sensational. She'd done enough to beat McFarlane. McFarlane was really slow to start. It really took her to maybe get in the third round before she even got started. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not seen the cards yet. I'm going to look back at the cards, but I'm sure I think McFarlane would have won the fourth and the fifth. Um, she was awful slow to get into the fight. I think Vlaskis done really well to kind of dominate it early on and then just pushed it forward. And um, Deserved a title in the end because, as I say, McFarlane started too slow. I think Velasquez's range kind of slowed down McFarlane as well. I don't think she kind of knew how to get in, to kind of get inside her. Um, obviously, McFarlane's actually quite small for a flyweight. She's only 5'4". Three cards are all different. Two all judges, different. Two, two judges gave Velasquez the first three rounds. One judge gave Velasquez one, two, uh, one three, and five. Um, and one I judge... Velasquez definitely won the first two. Anyway, I'm pretty sure she won the third, if not the fifth. Actually, I can't remember exactly. It was because it was literally last Friday morning, so it was fucking four days ago. I know. Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm always I'm always got a weird one here with this, right? Because obviously, as soon as like the fight, I'm not. It's a difficult one. I don't why, but derogatory. Listen, Ellie Ellie McFarlane is very very good at what she does, mate. Obviously, she held that belt for a long time. A couple of questions on actual like people like quality of fighter she was fighting, right? But see, as soon as she drops it. The first thing she comes out and says in the press is, oh, I'm so relieved, you know, it was, it's it's hard being undefeated and holding a belt. And I'm like, wow, man, you're a fucking arsehole. Like, there's ne- I don't know what it is, mate. That just pissed me off. I don't know why. It just really got to me. I, I was like... why, yeah, that's a bit weird. Um, people have said like, that before. It's been said many a time. Because they're under, fine, they're under a lot of pressure to work hard every day and keep their skill level technique and stuff like that and really put 100% into absolutely everything to then keep up that level of competition. It's like so anyone. If it bothered her that much, I can understand, see, if you win the title once and then maybe lose it your next fight, like, go, listen, I, I struggled with that. I've held it for a year. I struggled. She's held it forever, mate. And she's defended it, what, four or five times? And I just, oh, I'm relieved. Well, if you were that fucking bothered, why did you not get up? I don't know, mate. I don't know. I read it and I was just, I was immediately straight off the bat pissed off. I was a bit like Rose as well, but Rose said the exact same thing when she lost the title eventually. She's like, I think fucks for that, by the way. She only fought a couple of times with me. She beat Joanna, fought Joanna, and then I think she lost it the next fight. Did she know? No, she only had it twice. I can't remember. Um, I don't know, mate. I just, I just, it wound me up, mate, and I don't really know why, and I don't know if it's anything to do with her. Maybe it's just the way I thought about it, but I was just like, there was no need for her to come out and say that straight after the fight. Like, not straight after the fight, obviously, she didn't do it in an interview after, but a couple of days after, rather than just saying, do you know what, better lassie won, fair enough, well done, Juliana. She's went, oh, do you know what, I'm just so fucking relieved. I was like, man, you're an arsehole, that's just shit. I, I just thought it was shit, mate. There was no need for it, personally. Fair enough, fair enough. But as I said, Vasquez was a des- probably a deserved winner on the right. I'll be interested to see how she does going forward because I don't know if they'll maybe rematch that eventually, but they'll do so. Mm. Um, i seen the man with two names as well. Magomed, um, Magomedov. Uh, i seen him against Matthias Matos. A good fight. Again, I'm trying to fucking remember it. I didn't think it was as unanimous as what it was, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. It's right. difficult to talk about this because that's the only thing we're doing having them Thursday cards. It's now fucking four days later and I'm trying to remember how to talk about this. 
Um, make notes. Make I know, but I was in work of a diary. I was technically in work at the time, so I really shouldn't have been watching it. Well, I was um, I was actually in work when the main event was on. You should have done Live, I get. I was sitting at my desk on Friday morning, right? At like what? Ha! Must have been about half four, 10, ten past four, half past four, and I was getting notifications. Main event up now, and I was like, I was half asleep, man. I was like, what the actual fuck? And I looked at fuck. Bellator's on right now, and I'm sitting in my workman. I was like, well, that's just shite. <laughs> but anyway, I again, it was an all decent fight. I don't think it was a unanimous decision. I thought Matos was actually pretty good on the night as well, but um. But one of the judges gave it 30 so it was 30-26, 30-27, I know, well, I think I gave Matos maybe one round in there. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't Magomed probably won the fight, but it wasn't as, you know, it was a weird one. It was one of those ones I think Matos probably done enough over the three rounds to get one round. Mm-hmm. But there we go. Who knows? Um seen bits of the rest, but I can't really remember it, to be honest. I'd be lying. I don't want to talk about something that I can't really remember much about. No, fair enough. Okay, um, moving swiftly on. Um, Cage Warriors three events. I mean, that's fights of life through it, man. Many fights have we got? Twenty-two fights. Not gonna happen, lads. I'm sorry to say. So standouts from Thursday. Obviously, shout out to Aiden. Um, absolutely superb. By the way, like that. And by the way, was absolutely brilliant. Wasn't he? he was absolutely superb. We're glad to a different fighter from the one that fought Paul Hughes. I know Paul Hughes is obviously quite a good level, but I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have said a massive level above Aiden. To be honest, I would have said that Aiden's performance on Thursday would have maybe been just as well if he fought like that against either of those two guys on Saturday night, Vucinich or I think it'd have been the same as a really close I'd, fight. I'd like, unless one of them moves on soon, it'd be quite good to see at some point maybe I can run back at some point in the future because I really would fancy Aiden to give him a better fight than he did the last time. Because yeah. um, especially after that performance on Saturday, it was really, really good, man. Yeah. Um, what about another um, Scott first making his Cage Wars debut, Stevie McIntosh? He started well, mate. I actually, I was like, oh, he actually started quite well here, mate. Oh, good cut. Oh, good cut of strikes. Said, oh, lovely, nice. Bang. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten, man, because it's good to, always good to see new Scottish fighters making the jump into a bigger organisation, man. And to be fair, as you say, it looked good. And, you know, hopefully it doesn't. He doesn't get disappear. Hopefully, he sticks around. This, this boy Lactar looks looks like um, the business man. He's coming out of the MMA factory in Paris as well. We know how good the fighters coming out of that gym are. So um, he's five and zero as well. So I um, I don't think it was a bad loss for Macintosh. I think he'll come back, and no doubt he'll be a be a contender in that division eventually because he's striking really good, man. At start of the fight, to be honest. Yeah. Anything else on this card standing out? I know you want to talk about Martyroni um, Maya, by the way, was fucking brilliant. What a fight that was. That was that was arguably one of my fights of the weekend, and we know how good some of the fights were in the UFC. That was yeah. just sensational, man. Maya had won the first round by country mile and then Martin Rooney somehow, I don't know how he did it, he came back and he beat Maya. Maya Maya was still brilliant, but Martin Rooney was even better in the second or third round. I don't know how it happened. Martin Rooney looks good. He does fucking look good, man. It'll be interesting. What, for Martin Yone? Possibly he's, he's Italian, isn't he? I like an Italian. No, he's fought with Bellator, so I'm saying he's fought aye, with Bellator. Aye, 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 he's won fight, didn't he? Yep. Um, but then they were getting out fights like Skittles at one point, weren't they? So, <laughs> Wait uh, Sam Creasy beat him a singer. Great one for Sam Creasy, looked like a different fighter, man. Don't know what happened there. Um, I think that was a bit of a, shall we call it a number one contenders fight, possibly? Um, 
Well, not Jake Hadley, who beat Luke Shanks in the night. It was fucking sensational, by the way. He, he just outclassed Luke Shanks. Yeah. Absolutely outclassed Luke Shanks on the night. Well, not he fights Jake Hadley, Sam Creasy. I don't know where Sam Creasy will maybe fight somebody else. Maybe, maybe the cage was a look to bring somebody else in to fight one, two, five. Because I, I reckon Jake Hadley might move on, honestly. I'm only the only one to fight. And that was his first time holding the kind of belt. But he was brilliant. He just mm-hmm. totally dominated Luke Shanks from start to finish. I think I had the, I think I had the scorecards like fifty forty three or something. Do you know what I mean? It was one of those. There was like two or three ten eights in there. One of them was fifty forty two. So, well, my own scorecard was like there was at least two ten eights in there for myself. Never mind the other three rounds. So, um, he fought, but he fought in Bellator as well. I know he did. I know he'd won fight in Bellator as well, didn't he? So, as I said, double, we're getting a double, world, skin. double world champ, mate. You know we're getting spoiled with these guys. The new man, Jake Hadley, is like a really good level man. Brilliant. EFC champion and Cage Warriors world champion at the moment in time, so. Okay, um, Friday night. I've only seen the knockout Frederick, not going to lie. Seen bits of it, like um, Matthew Bonner looked quite good. He looks like a totally different fighter, by the way, with his new strength and conditioning coach. Like, it's made him a totally different animal. Um, And I say I've seen Natias Frederick with the knockout of Jamie Richardson. I don't understand Natias Frederick's apologising afterwards. I don't really... I think he thought he'd one punch extra that he didn't have to fight. I've seen his interview. did an interview with that... Edith LaBelle. Aye, her. Where's she from? That's an interesting accent. I thought... Well, she, was, she, was, she was speaking French to Morgan, so I presume yeah, she... But that means French. nothing. You know. She's, um, she's Mrs. Graham Boylan. Did you know that? Is she? Oh, come on, you must have known that. No, I swear to God, I did not know that. I swear to God, I did not know that. Um, i seen the intro, I've seen the interview between the two of them, and he's basically saying, look, I thought I happened with one punch too many, I didn't have to beat that punch, and that was why I was apologising. Seems like a genuine nice guy. What I kept talking about was the UFC, though. Um, I don't know if he's good enough for the UFC. I'd like to see him maybe in another fight, maybe two fights of cage warriors, and then maybe he could make that step if he looks really good. Um, I don't really know what else Cage Warriors have at 185 for him though, because I don't think there's um, there's no much more coming through. I know he'd Matthew Bonner obviously won on the night as well, but I don't know if he's anywhere near a title fight. Yeah. Okay. Saturday night. Another cracking card, mate. Two title fights that were sensational. Mm-hmm. Ian Gary absolutely dominated Lawrence Tracy, man. He was brilliant on the night. Vucinic. Hughes, man, what a fight this was. It could have went either way. I know a lot of people would choose winning the fight. I wish each winning the fight too, one myself personally. That was one of my fights of the weekend, mate. That was, that was just stunning. Brilliant win up, man. It was absolutely class. Split decision, again, was the right decision, as stupid as it sounds. Could have could have went either way, mate, to be honest. It was the right decision. It could have went either way. I think I just had Hughes, but as I say, I wasn't that... I wasn't devastated that the Senate... See, it's another thing about the name Vucinic. I would say that's Vucinic, but I think they're going with Vucinic because remember the big was it a big Macedonian boy, Marco? Is that Vucinic? Vucinic? Was that Vucinic? That was Vucinic. Yeah, I could be Vucinic though. It's definitely some sort of name for there. Um, do you see Joe McCogan's knockout of Kieran Lister? No, another was the class Savage. Brilliant, mate. Mean, you trying to catch it? Catch that. That was good. Um, I this was class as well, mate. See the two the two title fights, Morgan. I wasn't really sure about Morgan Shari. I did. I did think he would beat Perry Goodwin. To be fair, but yeah, I wasn't I sure. Well. I wasn't really sure what level Morgan would be on. But it showed that he had to work hard for it because Perry's a tough, tough dude, man. And Morgan just kept 
plugging away, plugging away, and got because a lot of guys might get frustrated with that. You might go into that thinking I'm going to smash him, and then finding out in the first five minutes, fuck, I might no smash him. Shit, what am I going to do? And then losing, but he actually went draw. He dug in, mate, and finished it well. And then the Dutch boy Sardari making his debut again, class performance. Probably a the right decision for me. Split decision again, probably right. Just, I would have said just Sadari. Um, I do feel genuinely, genuinely gutted for Jack Grant, though. He looked... Um, I know what you mean. Like Again, I would agree with you. It was Sadari. Just think I had 3 2 Sadari. Um, so it was just him winning the fight. But it was it was a tight, tight fight again. Split decision, 100% the correct, the correct choice. But you say, I feel sorry for Jack Grant. He kind of... He worked hard to get back into that title thing and stuff like that, didn't he? And then... No, it's weird about that, right? Obviously, see when guys win titles, they're normally full of emotion and it's ripping at them. But the most emotional guy there was the guy who got beat, which I felt really bad for Jack. I felt I actually I think felt Jack good. thought he won the fight. I think that's what it was really. Listen, losing your title on a split decision, I really see if Jack Grant had won that mate, I wouldn't have been bothered. I'd have been, I would have been like, Do you know what? Fair enough. It's uh, either way, it didn't bother me, and it was a really close fight again. That's the thing about all these fights this weekend. The title fights were all razor, razor close, mate. Except see, obviously, see, like, Sadari, Sadari doesn't move on. I think that can maybe one the run back. Mm, yeah, which I'd could. like to see, to be honest. I would like to see it again because they were both. I mean, I thought Sadari did come into it a wee bit slow. Um, he did start, I thought, thought he started quite slow as well, and then eventually just came into the fight and really kind of took it on from there. Yeah, I no, I agree. Right, well done. That was a class look back at the weekend, mate. Only took us almost an hour. Um, very, very quick. Oh, you want to do your news first? Ah, uh, if you want, we'll fly through that because there's for not a lot. Got a fight announcement, so we'll just go yes or no from yourself. Makachev versus Dober? Yes, absolutely yes. Next Lance versus Mike Grundy? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Tracker Closer versus Jai Herbert? Okay. I was the same as you. I was the two. Uh, the two. Yeah. Khalil Roundtree versus Marcin Pracino? Yeah. Khalil looks quite good. Ever since he went out to Thailand, Khalil looks quite good. So that could be interesting. He's that kind of that bouncy Mai Tai style that just looks sensational, doesn't he? Yeah, because he's huge. Yep. Um, Edwards Chumayev is official for January 20th, which is a Wednesday night card, by the way. What's that about? Because they're having three cards in a week. Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So you get the first Saturday's Holloway Cater. Then on the Wednesday night, you've got Edwards Chumayev. And then on the Saturday, you've got Pori and McGregor. Fantastic. Going to be a fucking nightmare. Um, He's need to do two shows that week. Vittori versus Till. They've publicly agreed to fight on Twitter. Did you see that? We called that last week to the fair. We did say that. A European Championship type number. That's what we're looking at. I don't, know. I don't know if they'll make it. They might make it. I don't know. I hope they make it because I think that's a fight to make, to be honest. Mm. I really do. I think that's a fight to make. Um, Whitaker versus Costa. I'll look at that for March. Yeah. That could possibly be two semi finals. Yep. Because if Adesanya's going to go into a wee forty up at light heavyweight for a while. Not mm. that I'm saying that he should or he wants to, but you could possibly make a wee, wee double semi-final there, maybe a wee interim fight at the end of that, then somebody fights Adesanya for the title come in the rear. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a possibility. Um, and then two, two, two old guys have signed with Bellator. Would you like to know about it? I have Rumble Johnson and uh, uh, Yo Romero. Despite Breaking the fact news, yeah. that Scott Coker came out officially and said, nah, I've passed on Yo Romero. No, I'm how stupid does that make them look now? Oh, they just look like fucking idiots, but then that's that's Bellator all over, isn't it? Yeah. 
but he's also fighting at 205, which will be interesting. Imagine a bigger Yo Romero. That's terrifying. I know, he's fucking massive. To be fair, I think they're probably going to be a the weight cuts just to make sure he gets fucking fine. Yeah. Bob, That's um, why Romero, versus, Romero versus Rumble. Yeah, by the way, what a fucking showcase that would be for Bellator. It's, much, it's the old man championship again, but it'd be brilliant for him. Yeah, it would be. Is that you? Yeah, right, let's go this weekend. What have we got? UFC Fight Night Thompson versus Neil, also known as UFC Fight Night 183, UFC on ESPN Plus 41, and UFC Vegas 17. Still at the apex, will be for a while. Um, is this the last card of the year? Yes. That's disappointing. We only get a New Year card. I'm disappointed by that. No, no, stop that. Stop that. I ain't fucking Dana likes his fucking Christmas and New Year after he's not too much. So is that um, a couple of weeks off then? Yes, we'll next last next Monday, twenty first, will be our last show until the eleventh, I think. I think we'll be back on the eleventh of January. And we'll do our things. Yes, we'll do our we'll do our awards and then our preview of Holiday Care. Right, okay, cool. Anyway, that was a total anyway, step there. Yeah. Um, okay, so this this card is obviously headlined by Stephen Wonderboy Thomas versus Jeff Neal, a fight that for some reason I managed to completely miss being announced. When I seen this poster, I went, is that Wonderboy? <laughs> um, so, I'm buzzing. I love Wonderboy. He's one of my top, like, three guys, mate. Um, as you no know, my... watch, man. That's your nah. back-class fight, I think, to be honest. I think that's... Be honest, I... Before we even get into the end of the fight, this is a fucking sensational card. This is arguably fight night card of the year. I also heard there's possibly enough fight to add into that main card. Which is? Don't know. I've not heard it, but I've heard her talk about trying to get fight into that main card, but we're not folks going to have. But that would make for a 16-fight main card. Eh, a 16-fight card. I mean, mate, that, look, mate, I can't even, I, I don't know how I've missed all of this. This card's almost better than last week's. I probably told you about half of this and you're just not listening, that's what it is. See, I listened to the fights, right? So I knew these guys were all fighting each other, except for Thompson and Neil. I knew the rest of the guys were fighting each other. I just didn't know they were all in the same car. Mate, Marlon Marais, Rob Font, Tabura Hardy, Pettis versus Morono, Jose Aldo versus Marlon Vera, mate. Chito Vera fighting Jose Aldo is fucking amazing. Mate, who decided Michelle Pereira versus Chaos Williams was a good idea? That is just... What an idea that was. Whoever decided that one. I mean, Michelle Pereira's nickname is Chaos, so this is like Chaos fighting Chaos, mate. This is mental. It's, honestly, mate, what a fucking card. I've got to say, start to finish, a couple of guys low down. Rick Glenn, Carlton Minus, decent fighters. What we're going to get for them in the night, who knows? You coded Dudder on this card as well. Um, we've got another couple of guys. We've got big um, Tafon. And Chukwe. The Cameron Express. So, what? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I'm looking forward to watching him. That could be interesting. He's undefeated. Um, what else have we got? Draca Rodriguez versus Zahabi on the prelims as well. Deron wins on the prelims. He's fighting at 195. He's fucking tiny and massive at the same time at 185. No, I mean, fighting at 195. Belal Mohammed, mate. Belal Mohammed on this card is fucking class. Deagle Lima's fucking cracking as well, though. Not as good as his bro, but. No, that that's a given, obviously. Um, so it's just honestly brilliant. Even like fucking Carl Robinson versus fucking the champion, because I don't know how to pronounce that. Lungambula. Dalcha Lungam Lungam Lungambula. Yeah, Lungambula. Yeah, no, okay, I'll give you that. 
Hurling lost to Ankylive last time out by front kick, and Ankylive not a good Ankylive, so as so, um, that should be a fucking class fight, uh, mate. Honestly, it's just an absolutely sensational card. I'm sure I heard as well. Main card starts at twelve. Yeah, that makes so me happy. I've watched probably already two prelims, but I won't say main event. I watch main event next morning, mate. Um, I, I'm. I just looked at that Tafon and Chukwe, by the way. Um, yeah, that's that's exciting. Yeah, I know. I um, know. He's never. He's all. He's with four, four, what four wins all by knockout. Uh, as an amateur, he said two ref stoppages from strikes. It's just like the sound of. There's just something about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, mate. Um, this is. I feel this, a bit sorry for Jamie Pickett. Me and Julian, a picture of Jamie Pickett. He is fucking shredded. Mm, he fought on a he fought on a card the same on a card as um he was a co main event on a card that Chris Dawkins fought on. Oh my god, Tafon and Chuk used to fight at heavyweight. What's this fight at light heavyweight? Middle. Was oh, this fight in middle? Sure is it middle? Aye, is it middle? Fuck's sake, because his topology says it's a fucking he's a light heavyweight and he used to fight at heavyweight. So he Jesus, fought he fought, conten- he, he fought in the contender series three months ago at light heavy. And now he's making his debut at 185. Yes, correct. In fact, as as as, as far as see as quickly as last November, he was still fighting a heavyweight. I wonder if this is a bit of a cannoneer situation. Mm, bring him down slowly. Because maybe he was a big boy, like, and I don't mean muscle, I mean chunky. Because um, that's what cannoneer was. He was a big bouncer, wasn't he? Apparently, and then that's how he got any MMA, and he kind of worked his way through, and eventually. He went down the weights. So mm-hmm. maybe this is a kind of summer situation with this guy, who knows? Mm. But I, what a card cannot fucking wait for Saturday night. Can I, especially if it's a is Jimmy Flick, 12 o'clock, you're probably talking 9 o'clock here for the prelims to start, I would think. Is Jimmy Flick, Cody Durden not on this, and Joe Robertson, are they not on this as well? Aye, Jimmy Flick, Cody Durden is, aye. And Joe Robertson? Joe Robertson, Talia Santos on the main card. And Penny Kinzad versus Sahara Eubanks is the other one. See, not a female fight on the card, mate. It's just honestly, see if they add something else to that card. I don't know what they're going to add to it, but on paper, card of the year, perhaps, you know. It's up there, mate. It's a class card, I think. This is, I don't mean this to sound bad in any way, shape, or form. It's an unbelievable fight night card, but I think there's not many names. People view headliners on the card as such, though. Yeah, there's not there's not that many big names on it to be honest with me. But from an MMA point of view, an MMA fan point of view, I'm sold. There's nobody that sells tickets majorly. I don't think of it. Mm, except maybe Hose. Nope. Hosey. Aye. To the kind of I'm talking about the kind of casual fan type thing. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, right, cool. Happy. Over the fucking moon. Looking forward to a week break. You're a fucking arsehole, man. I was no need for that. You to be so rude there, man. No, I'm kidding. No, no. Um, buzzing, mate. Buzzing, buzzing. That was good, man. We did, we, that was good. We got through that. That was, I thought, uh, after about, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes of that, I was worried because we were still talking about fucking Charles Oliveira. <laughs> I don't know. I don't but, know. How we fucking, we flew through that last 25 minutes or so, man. Yeah, bright mate. Right, listen, thanks as always, guys, for listening. We do appreciate it. It's been one hell of a year. Um, we will be with you next week for one last episode this year. And then, obviously, into 2021, hopefully with more positive vibes and we can actually get to some shows. And um, Oh, Mark, you got something to say? 
Just a point. Well, I'm going to try and dig. Remember, I think at this point last year, we decided who would be champions at the end of 2020. I'll have to try and find that and dig it out because I think we got about 50% of them right. But we'll see. I think we got more than 50% of them right. Yeah, so they have to go. I was trying to make it sound good there, mate. Come on. I'd be I'd be amazed if we get one of them right, to be honest. Oh, well, we'll have Adesanya right, to be honest. Um, fucking um, Manda Nunez right, so that's two anyway. Yeah, and Shevchenko right, probably, to be fair. Would, what, what would Khabib, does that count? Don't know, because I, did I not say he would chuck it at my point? Ah, fuck off, cunt. <laughs> hey, will you hey, dig... You dig that out, mate, and we'll have a list. We'll, we'll have a chat about that next week, and we can add that to our uh, award show in January when we pick them. We'll do that uh, on the award show in the start first week in January. No, we'll do that next week because if we don't, we'll know we're on at a time probably in the award show. Yeah, maybe. Okay, right, guys. Thanks for listening as always. Um, have a good week, and we will catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>